Welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a coach, speaker, and advisor dedicated to help you grow and transform not just your business, but your life. And today, we're going to be talking about how to stay cool when everything feels totally overwhelming. Look, I've been there. I'm an entrepreneur. I know you are an entrepreneur, and you're trying to grow your business, and it feels as if you're making two steps forward and sometimes three steps back. And as a result, you may feel tempted to quit something or start something or change up something or you have shiny object syndrome where you're just looking for anything that could be your silver bullet in your life and your business. And I get it. Today, we're going to be talking about how to pump the brakes on the anxiety and the overwhelm so that you can stay focused on what matters most. If you're interested in learning how to stay cool, stay with me after this short break and we will get straight to it. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are here with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big old electronic hug. Don't worry, I don't got cooties. Don't worry about that. (laughs) Be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening so that as soon as I drop an episode, I will be up in your phone or your tablet or your computer, wherever you're listening to me. Lickety split. And those of you guys who have been listening, thank you so much for being here. I've got fave to ask you. Make sure that you write a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. That way we can amplify this message so that other people know what you've been enjoying and that if it is of interest of them, they can also partake of the same knowledge. And if you want to reach out to me, check out the comment section below. There's a link info.denisegeely.com slash connect where you can actually reach out to me and send me a message. Or you can make a voicemail message. Please leave your name, your hometown, and what you've been enjoying. There's a link directly with Anchor below so that you can check that out. And lastly, if you're interested in learning more about me, you can always visit me on denisegeely.com and you can see my about page and learn about what I can do to help you and just any other things that may be of interest to you. Everything that we're going to be talking about can be found in more detail in my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is a 21-day program where I specifically talk about anxiety and stress and so many different things over the course of 21 days, along with journaling prompts to help you to fully digest what I have to say so that you can emerge with an amazing attitude. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. I woke up this morning and I had this memory. Have you ever had these memories that you long since thought you forgot, but it just pops up fresh as if it happened yesterday? Well, that happened to me. I remember a couple of years ago, I went to this Christian business event and I remember listening to various speakers and this one particular speaker was really moving to me and it brought up memories of my childhood and my mother and all sorts of stuff. And I was sitting in the auditorium, which was the within the church because it was being the event was hosted at a church. And I remember just sitting there by myself on this lone empty pew and just contemplating perhaps I look sad or aloof or whatever because a lot of people were vacating the area because it was time for a a break. And this woman came up to me 
And she says, she introduced herself and said, hey, you know, you look like you need someone to talk with, talk to rather. And I like to talk with you about anything that's on your mind. I guess in that moment, I felt very vulnerable and receptive because we had this discussion. And I remember just crying at one point, feeling very emotional about the information that was discussed earlier. And I remember she said, I'm my husband and I, we have a ministry, we're life coaches, and I would love for you to connect with me if, you know, and we can discuss this more for, forward. And I remember as I looked in her eyes, I don't think in that moment, it was completely about helping me, but more helping herself. There was this moment where I honestly felt the desperation, where they We've all had a moment where we just want to make a sale. We just want to connect. We just want to do something. And it's really less about the person that they want to help and more about just getting their needs done. And as 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 such, I remember just looking at the information. She gave me her card. And I just thought to myself, you know, you're very nice, but I don't really feel connected. But I didn't say that. I just looked at her and I said, thank you very much. And that brings me to this idea of desperation. We've all had desperate moments where we're getting more unsubscribes than opt-ins or we got refunds or it feels as if we are never going to make a sale. And I understand that energy where we just try to put ourselves out there and just do anything and talk to anyone and hope to God that someone would find interest in what we're selling and what we're doing and hopefully take us out of this dark pit that we're in. And I, I've been there more times than I care to admit. And so I'm saying that we may think that no one's noticing our consent so when we're feeling desperate or we're feeling anxious or we're trying to push ourselves onto, onto them. But I'm telling you, we do feel that way. And I guess it took me two years <laughs> to share this story because I, I've been talking with certain clients and, and sharing with some ideas of this thought of, my goodness, I really want to grow my business. I know I've got something going and I don't know what's happening. And the people that I do talk to say they love it. So what's really happening? And today I'm going to really be diving in with you about what that looks like. But before I explain all my tips, I have to say that if there is anything that I have learned of being an entrepreneur for, gosh, like a decade, it would be this idea that in order for us to be killer in our businesses, we have to have introspection into what we want and who we are. I have met so many people who have literally sabotaged their business in terms of, they, let's say they got a $1,000 sale. Well, they spent $1,100 going to Bali for a retreat. Or, <laughs> or they go off and take three months off instead of their original one month. I remember one time I was interested in working with this particular marketer and I sent her a message and she later replied back, oh, sorry, I was eating dinner. What can I help you with? And I just felt really uninterested in dealing with someone because it just seemed like I was just something, a passing thought. And I guess the other reason why was because 
she said she was marketing, but she also was doing modeling and she was just all over the place when I started to learn more about her. And the initial contact, I thought she was pretty cool. This is what happens when we get desperate. This is what happens when we're not really focused. We just go up and around doing different things. And that's why it's so important for us to do this inside work that I talk about in my course, Amazing Auntie, so that when you're feeling desperate, when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're feeling anxious, when things just aren't going the way that you want, you have an understanding about who you are, what you want, and why you want it, so that when the storms of business and life strike, because they always will, randomly and without notice, you are fully anchored kind of like your business is in the middle of this ocean and the, the waves or new proposed tax laws or a, a negative post on your social media account or having to rebuild a course or your beloved CRM, customer relation, relations management tool, go bust or whatever's happening in your business, you can stay steady. You can stay upright and not feel overwhelmed and feeling that like you're drowning in all the things that you've got going on. You're feeling good. A business is only as strong as a person that manages it. Okay. And I want you to be a rock star. So with all that being said, let's talk about this idea of how to stay calm and cool. Cause I wish somebody told me this. So I would not have so many problems that I did. I did experience in the beginning of my business. I kind of hinted at it earlier about this shiny object syndrome. And it was so funny. I've always heard of it and I didn't really know what it means. And it was funny because I just was Googling something and I didn't even know it had a Wikipedia term. It's this idea that you're looking for something new and novel and you don't want that FOMO. FOMO is fear of missing out. If you don't get to it right now, then you may not get it. And I know that a lot of marketers use this very convincing urgency action. Take advantage of this now. Take advantage of the special deal. Get the special pricing and or feeling like you have to try this particular thing. My dear, if you are hopping from one thing to another because it's new and unique and novel and you want that, you may be running on desperation because not everything that is new needs to be tried by you. So I just want you to ask yourself, are you jumping from one thing to another? Are you having a hard time focusing because you just want the newest, hippest thing? Now, I'll just say this. As entrepreneurs, risk is built in to our DNA. We are constantly trying things that are avant-garde, that are novel, because we want to get the reward. Higher the risk, higher the reward. Sometimes, more than often than not, that reward can actually bite us in the butt. I was uh, thinking about one particular uh, entrepreneur, and he told me in his first year of business, he literally wasted $40,000 on this particular product that he thought was going to be the sun, the moon, and the stars. It was going to be a fix-all, and it ended up just being one epic disaster. And he had to write it off. And it was very, very embarrassing financially as well as emotionally for him. So I'm not going to sit here and say that 
big bets always pay off because they don't. And when you read on the newspapers about this guy, oh, I turned this $7,000 into a multi-million dollar thing, more often than not, it's the exception and not the rule. So I just want to say as part of our anti-desperation thing that never bite off more than you can chew, okay? Just like when you loan a friend money, don't loan out money, give it a gift. That way, if they they pay you back, great. If they don't pay you back, great. Think about the same thing with your business. If you're investing this money, don't necessarily expect a return because it is a risk. All business by design is a risk. We get into desperation when we absolutely put all our hope and our trust and our and everything that we are just desperately wanting into that particular outcome that we seek. And there's no guarantee. And I wish someone told me that in the beginning of my business because I put so much stock into certain things. I, I remember when I was dealing with this one particular marketing company about five, no, seven years ago. And they said, Denise, this is going to change everything. And I, at the time, I was really afraid of investing in advertising and marketing. I was like, really? And I remember paying like 1100 which is, which I laugh about it because it's like nothing now compared to what I spend for advertising and marketing. But it was a lot of money for me because I didn't know it. I wasn't familiar with it. I was just used to organically selling myself via social media. And I know a lot of people still do that right now. But for me, I... I wanted to do something that was beyond me just posting and commenting. I wanted to do something more on autopilot. I wanted to put the control over to somebody else. But anyway, I remember that feeling of, I hope to goodness that this will make it work. And it didn't work. In fact, I lost lost the money (laughs) Um, in terms of all the energy. I had to fight with the people and try to renegotiate certain things they ended up refunding me the money back but I feel like I lost so much time and energy that I might as well just given that money away in terms of that that stressful experience but that experience taught me that I was expecting everything to come whether and rather than just viewing it as part of doing business and that there's no guarantees on anything so I just really want to hammer home this idea of there's no guarantees we I think part of the reason as we want to be as entrepreneurs is having that security of doing things our way and if knowing that we've got control of the situation because why in the world would we be business owners why would we be our own boss if we don't have control but as we work more into the entrepreneurial space well we realize that we don't have control of everything we don't have control about who buys when they buy, which what thing they'll buy. We don't have control about who's going to come into our world. We can influence it by being available and present. We can influence it by the frequency as we make our offers for sure, for sure. But there's no guarantee. So I just really want to emphasize that. Okay. Now, let's kind of move into this idea of, okay, Denise, yeah, I can't control anything, but what I got I do? What do I have to do so I can get out of this rut? I'm so glad that you asked. Well, in order for you to get out of a rut, you've got to know what your rut is. What, Where are you exactly? 
And the best way we can do that is to do an inventory. And so what an inventory is, it just is is the way it sounds is that you are taking stock of what exactly is happening in your business life. But, but I've got something else to add, but in your personal life, so often it's the issues that are in our personal life that can dramatically impact our business. For example, I remember when I gave birth to my son and my business had to change. It had to change. It didn't, the paradigm of how I run, ran my business when I didn't have a child had to shift because I had to accommodate my schedule with childcare, which was never a concern before. Okay. And I know that I've, I've talked with a lot of mothers, um, in my business and I, I didn't really quite understand the struggle when they said I had to make childcare arrangements or my kid was sick or whatever, because I didn't have to really understood that they had to caretake, but I didn't really understand what that meant. And of course, there's fathers too who are deeply involved in their their child's life. So I'm not excluding you guys as well. But the point I'm trying to make is that when things of life happening happen, a birth of a child, a death of a loved one, a move, a a shift in your finances for bankruptcy or whatever reason, that also can disrupt how your business flows and functions. So I want you to take a big inventory of all the components of your life, your financial life, your romantic life, your social life, not just your business alone, and say what exactly is happening. Because even though they not they may not be related necessarily to your business, bet your bottom dollars, they absolutely do. I remember my son didn't start really sleeping soundly through the night until my goodness, he was like two and a half, three years old. It was hell. <laughs> it was hell in terms of like not having a good night's sleep. I was always a light sleeper to begin with. And I just could not stay asleep for the life of me without my son coming to our bedroom every four hours. And it was agonizing. And I wasn't really part of that uh, cried out method. So for those of you guys who aren't parents, the cry it out method is literally let the kid cry, come back into the room at a certain period of time. I wasn't really into that kind of action. And it was really hard for my husband and I to get our son into a solid sleep routine. And my son, to this day, he's just a light sleeper and that's just what it is. But we don't have the same problems we did when he was younger. The point I'm trying to make is that because you're sleep deprived, it really messes with your head during the day. And there's only so much cups of Folgers coffee you can drink in order to stay alive and peppy during the day. So take inventory of everything that's going on in your life because you better believe that is impacting you. And don't discount stress from family members or certain friends because that can always spill into your business. And I, while I'm talking about stress, I also just have to say one thing that I have heard for so many clients over the years. And it's this idea of trying to keep bad clients because we're so desperate to keep the money because we're afraid that if we say, we repel them, then they're going to spread bad news about us and all this other stuff stuff that's going to happen. Now, here's the thing. It all depends on why they're bad. 
more often than not, they're not a bad client. We just haven't defined our boundaries, meaning what we will and we will not do. We just were so over accommodating because we were just so excited to have a new client that we more or less trained them to be bad. Now, those issues, it's more of a one-on-one conversation does not discuss at all an amazing attitude because for a lot of us, the reason why we had poor business boundaries is because we had a poor sense of our identity in terms of what we want, what we expect, what we need. That's more of on a one-on-one coaching program. But Amazing Attitude does touch about our idea of who we are, and what we want to be. But I will just sit here and say that as we get more confident in ourselves and our abilities, we won't allow the space for people to try to trample upon our goodwill or our efforts to help them. But I will definitely say that as part of our inventory, definitely acknowledge and address certain issues where you have something in your life that you don't want or you want something that you don't have. And then making the actions to get that. One of the things that I find that entrepreneurs are so good at is about being proactive on the things that are very easy to do. But they struggle, so struggle with the things when it involves us talking with people and risking relationships. Here's the thing. If you're in a relationship, a professional, heck, even a personal relationship, and it feels as if it's chipping away at your soul, that's a clear sign that something needs to be modified or terminated. And trust me, nature hates a vacuum. If that person needs to leave, trust and believe that someone else that is a better will fill in that space. Okay. Now we're talking about changes. My advice to you, my dear, is that you change only one thing at a time. One of the things that I really messed up in my own up-leveling personal development journey is I wanted to change everything all at once. I'll never forget when I got a elegance coach. I know there's, there's coaches for everything. <laughs> this one was an elegance coach and I was re- learning about how to uplevel my wardrobe and just, I wanted just to get a big old bag and just toss everything. And I remember it was because of the euphoria and the excitement about all the things that I was learning. Like, no, this doesn't fit. No, this is not conducive to what I want. No, I can't do this. And I remember just wanting to change everything. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. As exciting as it is, to try something new, the best thing that you can do is just only do one micro thing, okay? And the reason behind that is, A, it might be too expensive to chuck everything and rebuild, okay? Rebuild in terms of your software and your business or things that you need, or uh, as I mentioned earlier, rebuild your wardrobe, whatever that looks like for you. We don't have to do everything overnight. It's expensive, it's tedious, it's time consuming. And and when we change one thing at a time, meaning we buy this one tool, we get this one service and we monitor it, we can actually definitively know what is moving the needle, what is actually helping us or hurting us versus changing everything all at once. So I just want to just help you if you're in the mood to want to be desperate and want to fix something don't try to change everything all at once do one thing if i had to do go crystal ball and and go back in time and i would definitely just only change one little thing and the other thing that i wanted to have is the ability to be very vigilant over my 
self-care routine, meaning that I was very good with my sleep hygiene. I was very good about knowing when I was rest, needed rest, knowing when I was feeling overwhelmed and just pausing. Yesterday, I was having a really stressful moment. Certain things were going on in my business. And I knew in that moment, I was done for the work day. I was just absolutely done. We all need to be aware of those moments where we are not fit to work. <laughs> and, you know, I was thinking about the military, this idea of fit for duty, where you cannot be of service to anyone because you're so depleted. So please, please, I know you're a very mover and a shaker, you're an entrepreneur and you want to get things done. Unfortunately, if we're trying to get things done at the expense of our emotional well-being, we're not helping anyone and we're definitely not helping ourselves. So please take care of yourself. Please slow down. Please don't try to feel as if you are worthless unless you're moving full steam ahead without delay. Okay. We want to make sure that you've got the energy to help yourself and help others. Okay. So let's kind of recap everything that we've talked about. So I just wanted to say first and foremost that the desire to want to change things instantaneously is real. We may feel as if things aren't going well in our business and we might have shiny object syndrome. And I would just definitely want to say that if you're going to do that, proceed with caution. If you're going to invest in something, making sure that you can bear the loss if it doesn't come to fruition. Okay. And I want you to be aware that desperation is felt by other people. So if you're feeling as if you need to get something done or make more money. Maybe it's time to go back to the drawing board and do an inventory and see what is working, what's not working. You may find that you need to be putting more money on something that you never considered. It's kind of like the 80-20 principle where 80% of your money is coming from the 20% of your efforts. Like let's focus on the things that are working well, but you have to identify what that is. Okay. And I would definitely say that this is the time where you're also looking at what all the different components of your life, your personal life, your financial life, your romantic life, your parental life, all that, all, all those issues, they could be spilling over into your business in a lot of real ways that you're maybe not paying attention to. So take stock of that. And lastly, I really want you to take care of yourself. Recognize when you're getting overwhelmed. Recognize when you're getting stressed. Amazing ad to will help you to learn how to improve your so sleep hygiene and how you feel better about yourself during the day so that you can be more productive. Well, I want to hear back from you. Is there something that you do to get yourself out of that funk of desperation? Or when did you know you needed to pivot and do something different? I would love to hear from you. Please contact me using my contact information in the show notes below. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.